If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at tntradio.live. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT, with Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast. Well, in a little bit, we got Mel Kay coming on the show, and she is so in the know of everything going on. I need to do a little preliminary with Ruckus just to get prepared. Ruckus, what should I talk to Mel Kay about? You're a man in the know of all the news items, being the news guy here on TNT. What is going on? What do you think me and Mel Kay should discuss? What's going on in your world? Welcome, well, Ruckus, you by know, the way. Sorry, I should thank say you very much. thank Thanks you for, for coming me. on. Of course, of course, anytime. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, it's Mel Kay. Uh, she, like myself, uh, definitely on top of all of the things. But I'm guessing you might be able to squeeze out an actual decent conversation about what the heck is going on with these Epstein documents that were dumped. Ooh. Whether or not that's just a giant nothing burger, as myself and some other people have just casually dismissed as, or maybe there's some there there. And if anyone knows if there's a there there, I think Mel Kay might be the person to ask about that. What do you think about that? That's perfect. That's a great place to start. I mean, the isn't isn't Dershowitz getting pretty roasted over all this? I mean, he seems to take the but, most visits. Dude, and, don't I mean, talk about man. Dershowitz, come on, didn't you hear what he said in response allegedly, to people I should, I should say him? allegedly for the sake of TNT, because <sighs> you know, that guy... Where yeah, are he, these liberal, woke feminists? What about Hamas, Joseph? What about Hamas? That's that's all I got to say in defense of Alan Dershowitz. Oh, actually, that's what, what he doing. said in defense right. of himself. So that's actually what about in the news. Hamas. So that's, that's true. I'm not just being a jerk here. That's what he said. Somebody actually questioned him on it, and his immediate reaction was, well, what about Hamas? He's like, I'm yeah, sick and I tired of these feminists. They're not declaring, uh, condemning Hamas. Like, we're not asking about Hamas, uh, Alan. We were asking about you, but that's okay. Uh, so that was quite ridiculous. Um, but yeah, he's he's one of those ones. That's why I've casually dismissed this as a giant nothing burger. And and there's still more information dripping out from this. But my my reasoning for calling it such was because there are names that we already knew about. You know what I mean? These are this is really nothing new. I mean, maybe if you're you're new to the party uh, and you had no idea about some of the more crazy, contentious things, like you know, some people were shocked about um, a wheelchair man there, uh, scientist right. guy. He's taking yeah, up all the kind of weird, all the headlines. That is kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> Dude, Owen Benjamin did a hysterical thing breaking down Stephen Hawkins as ba being basically that whole thing is a troll. It was his point, uh, you know, played on humans from the elite. And he did put up a piece of compelling uh, evidence of that um, where before he had this Larry Bird looking sort of translator and Stephen Hawkins was like just barely eking out sounds. And this guy was like, looking at his mouth and then relaying what he said and it was these complicated sentences and when you really look at it from the point of view of the last few years we've been under you do have to kind of question like hmm this is odd and then with the epstein thing it is kind of a mind blower but i do have to push back on the nothing burger aspect of it because I, it just seems like you know where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's so much smoke here, and it's becoming more mainstream news. So the normies are waking up to all this smoke, uh, essentially, that a lot of us have already been steeped in. I mean, don't you think this will move the needle at all, that it'll wake people up to um, 
how evil is operating in our world? Well, I guess that's the whole reason anybody's getting excited about it, because, I mean, I don't think anybody's necessarily kidding themselves that um, high, high powerful people are actually going to face any sort of justice over the, the crimes that they committed against young people. Um, but rather like, yeah, let's at least hopefully let this be a teaching moment for for the, the vast majority of the sleeping masses, as it were, who have no clue about this kind of stuff. But I mean, like and it's. It, <laughs> Yeah, I think that that is a good thing. I guess you're right, 100%. Because there was, what was it? It was a headline from, um, I guess Epstein has a brother. I don't really know too much about Epstein's personal life other than all this crazy stuff, right? But he was saying that he he came out just at random, I guess, because of the news. Since Epstein's in the news, you got to clickbait this stuff, right, and get some attention. So the brother comes out, uh, does an interview or something or says something, and next thing you know, there's news articles out there. I'm doing air quotes for the people who aren't watching us on video. And if you're not watching us on video, you should be uh, because that's awesome. Um, he says, I, I never once believed that my brother was into blackmailing people with these sex tapes. I don't think that's real. Uh, and I'm like, wow, okay, well, now some people are going to have to start Googling that stuff and be like, wait, what is this guy talking about? So those those people might be like, wow. I had no idea. But then again, you know, I, most people were running around setting up memes inside of Target stores and grocery shops that were literally said Epstein didn't kill himself. So I think the vast majority of the population kind of already gets it. But I, I to what degree? I don't know. So maybe there's a lot of people who don't understand that this is a tool that the powerful elite use against other powerful people to control them and rule the world. And, and it's it's a. It, it's it's a tale as old as time, I suppose. They've been doing this for a long, long time. It's not just like somebody like Jeffrey Epstein or, you know, the CIA does this kind of stuff from what I understand. Uh, you see these secret clubs at Yale, the Skull and Bones, and I don't know how many degrees in the Freemasons you got to be in before you get to do this kind of blackmail stuff. Who knows? But I mean, yeah, I, I sure hope at least that it is a, a eye-opening uh, teaching moment for people. But at the end of the day, again, does anyone go to jail, Joseph? No, uh, you and I get to go to the FEMA camps, though, I'm sure, just for talking about it. Don't bring that into reality. Don't manifest that. What about the eight-foot aliens in a mall in Florida? My friend Lance, on the way to first Friday last night, we did a little busking on a street corner out there in chaos of Phoenix going wild, as they do every first Friday of the month. And he said, yeah, dude, there was like eight foot aliens reported in a mall in Florida. And he goes, they just reported that story because, you know, to cloak the Epstein thing or to create chaos. Did you see anything about that? I said, where are the pictures? He said, they're translucent aliens that nobody could take a photo of. Did you hear anything about that? I saw a video of it. I'm not convinced in any way, shape or form. Speaking of pictures, are there pictures of you busking, by the way? That should be interesting. I didn't yeah. see that on your Instagram. I didn't upload it yet, but uh, yeah, I did cease fire. Now there was a there was a big cease fire protest out there too. It was interesting. Nice. Um, I'll po I'll probably post some stuff. I don't know. I haven't so, done it yet, but so wait, you saw a video of the yeah. eight foot aliens? Yeah, yeah, it, uh, on TMZ, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I bet you can go to TMZ.com right now and just do a search in their whatever. I I don't go to their website, but hey, you see uh, the eight foot Miami alien or whatever it is. It's just it's like a blue light. There's all these people already excusing it away as like a, a trick of the camera or this or that. It, no matter what it is, it, it looks. If you were going to say it was anything, it really kind of looked more like a ghostly kind of a thing than an alien, to be honest with you. But 
I was like, if this is anything, they're 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 testing out the the blue beam stuff, bro. I mean, because it, it, it kind of looked like it could have been like a holographed in alien. It it was not like an entity or a thing that was right there among the people. So the the giant thing just looked really all of it looked fake to me. But I don't know. Well, the black pill, your black pill. Uh, uh, you know, it's interesting because like like I was just saying earlier, I think that we're twenty twenty four is going to be more exposure on the intricacies of evil and how prevalent evil really is operating here and if you go with what tucker carlson was talking about that the aliens are actually from the spiritual realm and they're sort of demonic in nature the fact that they would reveal themselves physically isn't really beyond my imagination i mean particularly for the times we're in and i don't know the bible that well but i think there's some biblical stuff about that like do you think it's compelling that this could be maybe um, demons revealing themselves to us finally? I don't know, but I do feel like we're so close to that moment. And I do believe that that is exactly what is described in the Bible as a great deception that is coming in the end times. But I mean, I, I'm not, certainly no expert on Bible prophecy, but um, yeah, I really think that they are going to at some point. I just don't know if it's this year, Joseph, but sometime very soon, I'm sure I'll probably be alive to see it, which is crazy to me that they are going to try to pass off some sort of demonic entity, fallen angels, Nephilim, whatever the heck they are. They are not going to be the good guys, but they will be presented as the good guys. And, um, and that's a trick. That's a trap. You know, the only, the only true savior, the only true, you know, is, is Jesus Christ and everything else is false. And we were warned that there would be antichrists and false prophets and messiahs and, you know, and these entities, they've been, they, the proverbial air quote, they have been spending a lot of time, energy, blood, sweat, and tears on pushing this agenda, this, this narrative, the ancient aliens, and everyone knows what an alien looks like. Aliens aren't even real yet. Like they haven't come out and said, oh yeah, yeah, here we are, we're real, but everyone knows, again, air quotes, what an alien looks like. That cannot be by mistake. You know what I mean? Um, and, and by the way, those alien creatures, like the gray looking ones, you, you, same descriptions of demonic entities that were described by who was that guy? Was it Alistair Crowley or was it the other guy who did the, um, he did You're like, a, me? I have no idea. Ruckus. Right, sorry. But I mean, oh, my it. fear is they're going to, you know, one of them's going to be like looking like Jesus and it'll be like, I'm Jesus and it'll be the false Messiah. I know you probably have something to say about that, but let me take a quick break. And when we come back, We'll be joined by the fantastic Mel Kay right after these words on TNT. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. Take us back in time. And who was Mike Flynn? He was the National Security Advisor 
to the president. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming president of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's going to protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. At this moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism, or you're talking about communism. Socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism. But the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We have multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone rogue. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat. People will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com. Today's News Talk Radio. Now we're talking. TNT. And we're here with Ruckus and now Mel Kay, who is a devoted lover of truth, facts, history, God, and America. After graduating with honors from NYU, she spent 20 years in media, film, and investigative journalism in Hollywood before moving back to NYC to focus full-time on exposing the truth, uncovering hidden history, and starting her podcast, The Incredible Mel Kay Show. Mel Kay, thank you for coming on. You look fantastic. What have you been doing? Uh, thank what's you, going sir. On? Well, you know, I had to finally leave New York. We, we we hung in in Manhattan. I know you left a long time ago, but you were much smarter than me. But we hung in as long as we could. But, you know, when there's 80, 90, 100,000 uh, legal migrants all over your neighborhood and you feel like you're in the middle, you know, some other planet uh, every single day, it gets to be too much. So I moved to free America in Florida and kind of re- uh, redid everything and jumped into free America here. So it's been a big change, but a good one. Is it hard to adjust? I had a, it was a learning curve for me. I was talking to my friend Lance last night because I moved right from Brooklyn to Apache Junction. I'm now in Tempe, which is kind of a city near Phoenix, which is a big city. But bef before I just went straight from Brooklyn to the desert and it was definitely an adjustment. Are you having to adjust? 
No, not really, because my family's been in South Florida most of my life, too. So, uh, no, and I lived in L.A., you know, for 20 years. So I'm I'm used to jumping around and kind of dealing with what I have to deal with. And honestly, it was uh, it took me a lot longer to get out of New York City uh, than I thought it would. But what's very sad is I went back and it's like it's not it's unrecognizable. I I know you went back recently, too. And it's just I I, it's just seems like a controlled demolition uh, hotspot. I went back over Christmas and it was a vibe. I liked it. I took my two and a half year old with me and we went, we, I took her to Tompkins square park one day and just tried to get her on the swing set and all that. And there was like some ropey characters around that. And I'm a pretty, I'm six, five. I mean, I'm not really intimidatable by people on the street that much. And I was a little like my spidey senses were tingling. I was like, wait, this is weird. And I got my, my little daughter out of there quickly and that's unusual but besides that the energy on the street the people i mean it's it seems to be thriving um but i hear what you're saying as well there seems to be decent energy there but also a little bit more dangerous i would say yeah, down where you were, like the Lower East Side probably is still little, but for, they happened to drop the the whole uh, Port Authority and then uh, Times Square and then all over where the, where we are, where the Archdiocese is. That's kind of where they're processing people. So right outside our door every morning, we'd walk out and there'd be, you know, two, three, four hundred people in line that just bust over from the Port Authority to get their their uh, manila folders filled with goodies to to go out. So it's a little it was a little different in Midtown. But, you know, I mean, it's happening everywhere. This is part of the controlled demolition of America. And um, and, uh, you know, everyone's going to just have to figure out what they what's best for them and and figure out what's best for their family and their future and their lives and, and be proactive, I think, at this point with what's happening here. Is it all to usher in what's it called the central bank digital currency, and then that's going to be our passports, meaning that they're going to make everyone so broke and and fear based and hungry that then they're going to offer magical digital money to save us all. But then with that, it's a it's the control, it's the digital control. Is that what's happening here, Mel K? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a worldwide thing. I think this is the thing that's being missed the most uh, in most conversations out there. I know people are, you know, there's all this everyone's going nuts about the Epstein drops. There's a whole thing going on with like the messaging and propaganda bubbling up about Taiwan. Sounds very similar to the propaganda about Ukraine. We got the border. We got all kinds of Trump, all this stuff. And uh, and and frankly, I just think it's this uh, globalist billionaire oligarchy that is worldwide that are not they have no allegiance to any nation, to any people, to any flag. It's a very different situation than than the Third Reich. I call this the Fourth Reich. And frankly, I think that they have a plan, Agenda 2030. They signed up for this plan, Obama did, without telling we the people uh, in 2015. And everything from then on has been this global public-private partnership, uh, world uh, kind of controlled demolition to put us into what is, you know, if you read their own, uh, what they describe as global governance, it is basically hunger games. It is dividing the world up into pieces. It's, you know, and it's, it's funny because Kissinger just died. So it was like Kissinger, Brzezinski, Rockefeller, the crown, all these people that created it have passed on. And here we have this next iteration of, these are technocrats. So they have the technology now to do it. So, yeah, I basically think that these people are never, never have been so close to their one world global governance plans. And I also think they've never been so far away from them. So it's a 
very interesting time, but I do believe 2024, the real race isn't between a candidates. It's really between, do we want to remain uh, global? Do we want to remain American citizens and have our constitution, our bill of rights, our borders, language, culture, or do we want to become global citizens and join this plan of global governance, which uh, they're going ahead with it. If the American people don't start to realize that's what's happening here. Well, when you say they've never been so close and they've never been so far, what do you mean that they've never been so far? Well, I think they've never been so far because their whole um, everything failed in terms of their controlling the narrative. So people like you, TNT Radio, you know, we have, I have lots of friends that are on this channel that also have their own podcasts. I just think that worldwide people uh, started telling the truth, not fearing censorship, not feeling cancel culture. And it started to be that people were finding information all over the world that matched up. So it can't be a conspiracy theory if there's people in Egypt, in Africa, in Ireland, in America, in Canada, in South America, all saying the same thing, that there's this globalist billionaire type run oligarchy that has captured many of our nations and that we're all if you, if you looked at the pandemic and didn't realize that like the whole world was walking in lockstep and that's impossible unless there is a grand control mechanism that is universal to all these nations, then you're, you're just not being dealing in reality. So I just think that, um, the big problem was the people, the people just started to see and speak up. And as much as all the big tech giants and all the partners of the world economic forum tried to silence us, there were enough brave people out there that refused to be silenced. And I think that that's turned in probably a couple hundred million <laughs> voices out there that are pointing at them. And that's the other thing about losing Brzezinski and Kissinger and all these, these great strategists, these great risk players is that the next generation that they raised in the poison Ivy league, aren't that smart. So they didn't hide it. They're arrogant. They, they have these big events. They had a big event in, in New York city at celebrating halfway to agenda 2030, where they had drones mm -hmm. in the sky and fireworks. And they brought the Clinton initiative on the, on the stage and the world bank and the UN, it literally looked like, like Pan Am from Hunger Games, and and just the whole world was mocking them. Or the people that do what I do, so we're at a point of mocking them, and I think that's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's also, as Alex Jones been saying on X, a dangerous thing because when you say that, how it registers to me is it relates to Epstein. It relates to eight foot aliens supposedly being in a mall in Florida. And it relates to the exposure, uh, like, you know, Brett Weinstein coming on Tucker with his, you know, mic drop interview about 17 million supposed deaths from the COVID vaccine. In other words, that evil is got its back up against the wall now and people are hip to it. And so that's they might have planned for that. They probably did. And it makes them dangerous. It means that instead of this sort of shady business, it's just going to get more overt. And like you said, that meeting they had in New York, and if you listen to like Yuval Harari, he just says says it like, you know, their language, like it's a good thing, like human rights are a myth and stuff like this. They're trying to normalize what they're doing. Um, so there'll be that sort of, look, it's a good thing. We're celebrating it. And Yuval Harari or Harari's out there trying to normalize it in, in speeches but then there's the dark side of the financial collapse and ushering in the central bank digital currency and vaccine passports and whatnot. In other words, I think they could turn the screws and and make it like, you, you know, we don't need your compliance. Is there any danger of that in your view? 
Yeah, there is a lot of danger of that. First of all, um, it's funny. We talked about Aleister Crowley for a second before we jumped on. And and a lot of this is very much his method of uh, madness, satanic ritual type stuff is uh, this is um, this is order out of chaos. And we are in a very, very dangerous period because they have this is their long game. They plan this for for over 100 years. Certainly, they started the infiltration and building of this. Uh, right after World War II in America, if not before. So we are at the end game. A lot of what's happened in America, a lot of the infiltration came local and on smaller pieces before we realized it. And uh, now we're here. It's it's out in the open. But um, yeah, I do fear what well, what people really have to start doing is understanding and taking personal responsibility and taking their personal liberty, their personal sovereignty first. There is no right and left. There is no Republican and Democrat. There is literally... A, either you are going to stand for what America is and, and what you see America being in the future, or you're not right now. You have to pick a side and pick a path. It's hard because we are in a paradigm where we're, nobody did enough to fix the elections or anything. So you're looking at, you have to pick Republican or Democrat, where most people on left of center, right of center, probably 30% on each side, don't even relate to the party that they're that they're supposed to be in at this point. So we're, we're kind of, everything is up in the air. Um, the one thing that I do see coming, and you know, you and I both spent a lot of time in entertainment. I was in Hollywood for 20 years. Um, there is going to be what I'm being told, like a Goebbels level propaganda campaign coming um, to really divide us. So there's going to be like a lot of toxic. We're in a color revolution, in my opinion. And, you know, we've seen the iterations of Black Lives Matter and then Antifa and then the Women's March and the LGBTQ marches and now the ceasefire marches. Well, I'm told that February, March. Uh, all the same money that funds a lot of this stuff is going to be funding a demand citizen uh, march and uprising that will rival Black Lives Matter, I'm told, apparently. So we have that. And then we have Blinken and Biden and uh, Sullivan and all these uh, corrupt O'Biden regime people. They handed the United Nations um, a task to evaluate America's um, systematic racism, America's gun violence, all of that. Well, they handed that to un the United Nations, which is a partner in the global governance with the Biden regime, uh, to come back and to say at some point that America is a problem and our guns are a problem and our racism is a problem and our LGBTQ not being fair enough is a problem. And I expect them to do what they've done in every color revolution from Libya to Ukraine to Yugoslavia, uh, all over Africa. They're going to call something like a responsibility to protect and act like America's the problem. They set up the most ridiculous human, um, you know, uh, the Human Rights Council is like Cuba and North Korea at the UN. So they're going to try all of this. But I really do believe that the American people before that will have a realization one way or another that uh, our country has been fully captured. And these people that captured us are the worst people on the planet. And I think there's going to be a lot of righteous indignation. I think they've pushed the woke thing way too far. The defending the lady in Harvard, who's like the most privileged person ever for stop with the skin color. I, I just think that they overplayed their hand. I think there's going to be a lot of unity where people don't think there is, especially in the anti-war movement upcoming because they're going to kick in Taiwan soon. So, I mean, I see it as it's a battle, but I still think the good that there's way more good than bad and that we're being lied to, that there's a majority out there that are dark Brandons that want to take down America. I really do think they've pushed it too far to the point that America has to unite. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Ruckus? 
I'm deathly afraid that what Mel K just said is absolutely 100% correct. There is probably a reckoning of some sort coming our way in the United States of America because of what these elite scumbags have been doing for God knows how long in our name. It's not us, right. but we are now, I mean, like, we, we talk uh, occasionally now uh, since the event of the the surprise that happened back in October with the Gaza thing and um, how badly Israel looks right now in the eyes of the rest of the world. Well, you know, how about a wake-up call? How, how do you think America looks to the rest of the world more than half of our lifetimes, if not in our entire lifetimes? So, yeah, I, if we don't turn things around real quick— I mean, we've we've got we've got enemies within. We need to kick out before we have to start dealing with the enemies without that we've basically created. But it wasn't us, you know. It wasn't the people that did it. But we're going to have to fight back against the the battle that's coming uh, from both sides of this. Unfortunately, it really sucks. Um, and I, and about the danger of people waking up. Yeah, that's absolutely the most dangerous thing because if it's just a small handful of people, they can be controlled. They can be watched. They can be like shoved into a little echo chamber online somewhere and they're not a big threat. But as soon as more people wake up, you know, now they have to use bigger solutions and bigger solutions usually means one thing and that's like all out war. Uh, and that's just the worst thing imaginable, no matter what. Yeah, I do think the normies are going to wake up. I mean, the COVID thing is no small deal either. Even my dad the other day, who's, the, you know, they're very pro-vax, unfortunately. And, you know, and I don't mean to blow up their spot. I don't think they would mind me saying that. But, you know, he was like, he brought up Florida's surge in general and was like, and this is one guy who's saying this. I'm like, Dad, I don't want to go into it, but it's more than one guy. And... uh we, he didn't really push back the the way he used to, and I mean he's a, they're devoted to that mainstream narrative, and and I and I recognized it. I was like, wow, I think a light bulb is going off, and I could be wrong, and I'm sure he would hate me for saying that and say I'm totally full of it, but I sensed something, and and it seemed interesting. Um, well, hey, so Mel K, in terms of the Epstein files, you know. It's it's this. Do you under do you agree with me that there's this exposure of evil for 2024? Like evil is coming to the surface, and or do you think like Ruckus that they uh, well, and he kind of copped to the fact that maybe it was going to come to an exposure of evil, but he said in general it would be a nothing burger. The Epstein files. What do you think of the Epstein files? Is it a nothing burger, or do you think some justice will be had? I mean, do you think uh, Dershowitz is going to pay a price here? Uh, what's your take on that whole scenario? Well, first thing that I, I about this is I, I actually had an encounter with the Epstein with Epstein and his whole crew in 1995. So this has been going on for a very long time. I mean, the the so any so my my thinking on the whole Epstein thing, and I covered the 2008. That was when I first started doing shows, and then I really really was into it. Um, uh, and covering a lot of it, uh, during Virginia's case, and after that, and then when he was arrested and the the death. The first thing is what has come out now. If you were paying attention five years ago, four years ago, you know all these names. These are not new names to people that were following Whitney Webb or Jason Burmis or or some of the people that were really digging in Sean Atwood. Um, I covered a lot of it at the time. Um, also, uh, it is not a surprise to most people that he was an asset. The question is, who was he an asset to and how many nations was he working for? Um, and and the, again, this goes back to the unifying the people of the United States 
it's left of center, right of center. I would say if we get 15% on each side in the middle to reject the whole thing and have righteous indignation, because the real issue about the Epstein case is not only uh, was he a prolific blackmailer to the tune of what they're talking about, $500 million of blackmail a year, uh, basically to keep people quiet. And there's many names in there. Um, but that also um, what we should be demanding is who was blackmailed? Where are the tapes? I have video of them, of the FBI on the island. I saw them and I know that they went through that whole New York City house. I know that they went through the Palm Beach house. I've talked to Palm Beach police that were involved in 2008. So the real issue for we, the people of the United States and the world, because he was obviously working with um, probably the CIA, definitely the FBI, certainly the Mossad. Prince Andrew, uh, Ehud Barak, and Clinton are his closest friends. Uh, you put together the dots. Maxwell's father before her, big mega group guy, big big Israel guy. Um, so all the sisters of Maxwell, they're all involved in the Department of Defense and big tech. So the truth is, we the people should be demanding to know how many things that happened in the past 20 years are because of Epstein's blackmail and whatever he got on these people worldwide, because less of the problem is, I mean, it's terrible. I feel terrible. And there are thousands of victims. The 30 victims you know of, there are thousands and many of them that I even have encountered um, in real life. They don't want to be involved in this. They, it's not worth the money. It's They don't want to be involved. So when people are like, oh, there's only these victims. No, there's many more victims that just don't want to be a piece of this. They, their lives went on. There's also four women that are co-conspirators that got deals in the in the Florida case that should be tried as well as Maxwell. Because the big lie that I always tell people, especially in my experience in Hollywood, is that women are any nicer than men. This is not true. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was as evil as they come, and she was surrounded by other evil women. Women are just as bad as men when it comes to good and evil and, and being cruel and abusive. And I, the, a lot of these women were very abused by the women around Epstein. And then the biggest picture is who was blackmailed, why, and what policy or war or military decisions were coerced or made because of this blackmail ring? At what level was this going on? What wars, what color revolutions? You know, he was involved in drug and gun running all over the world. He's goes, there are, there's evidence of Epstein being involved in the Iran Contra scandal. There's Epstein being involved with Wexner and him with the mega group with moving Air America to, 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 Ohio, where he is. So he was involved in that, obviously, worldwide uh, sex trafficking, also of very young minors, not of teenage girls. But I think the real question here is, where is the evidence? Because there is evidence, and that evidence is being hidden or destroyed. Uh, certainly, there was evidence that we know of safes in New York City. Evidence, they said, in the Maxwell case disappeared. No, no, somebody has that evidence. It's just like the Wiener laptop. Where's the evidence on there that was recorded as being um, child uh, pornography and exploitation of children on Wiener's laptop and the Clinton Foundation, and that just disappears? So the truth right here and what should make the American people most mad is that this guy was running a blackmail ring that obviously and very clearly affected policy decisions on the level of our governments. And that's the problem. That's why all these people need to be arrested and none of them have. And, and that's another thing. How the Clintons are still unscathed by this to this point is shocking to me.
And, and should make people mad. Again, I think that this is yet another piece of a puzzle that makes the sleeping people of America think, how is this possible? Because I believe until like last week, there were still a lot of people holding on to the cognitive dissidence that the Epstein case was a conspiracy theory. Right. Don't you talk about my mama, Mel K. Don't you talk about my mama. No, I'm kidding, because you said the women are evil, too. <laughs> I think that's they why are. I think people are too attached to their mothers to admit that women have the evil streak as well or are yeah. capable of it. But, I mean, all we have to do is go back to the, uh, you know, Garden of Eden, right? And which one ate the apple again? So it's all right there. Let me take a quick break. We'll be right back with Ruckus and Mel K right after these words on TNT. Military families often sacrifice precious time away from loved ones while serving our country. And for those with children, the separation can be especially difficult. We were worried that with him leaving, that she would lose those connections with her dad. Some of life's best moments happen between parents, children, and the pages of a good book. United Through Reading provides that connection. You can watch your mom or dad read a book to you, and it almost feels like they're really there. We ensure they remain a consistent, meaningful part of their children's lives, no matter the distance. Just seeing Jacob recognize daddy again after a long time just melted my heart. And now, as we're facing greater isolation from our loved ones, United Through Reading is also available to veterans. Learn more about United Through Reading and download our free secure app at unitedthroughreading.org. I tell my son, I love you every single day. Now my dad has never said that to me. Not because he doesn't love me, but because culturally it wasn't comfortable for him. Now that he's a grandfather, he says, I love you to my son every time he sees him. My advice to all the fathers out there, forget the cultural restrictions. They grow up way too fast for you to waste even a single precious moment. You're with Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, Vivek Ramaswamy's been uh, catching some good waves lately, I've noticed. Um, there's some viral videos of him sort of confronting wokeism and what you were talking about earlier, Mel K, with the sort of racism thing and, and that card and, and the interviewer saying, but what about white supremacy? And he's like, racism is bad, you know? And, and he answers these questions so well. He's so well-spoken. Um, he's kind of winning me over a little bit. He's, he's, he's very interesting. I wonder what you guys think of... Vivek Ramaswamy and who you like for uh, the supposed election that's going to happen. Uh, when is it? When is it? 2024? When's the next election? Yes. 10 months. Jeez. 10 months We're away. already here. What do you think, yeah. Malcolm? And then we'll go to Ruckus. But what are, are you into Vivek? Do you believe in him? I mean, he is a political juggernaut, unlike anything we've seen, I think. I mean, people sort of compare well, him to Obama. But I, th I think he's his I own guy. Yeah. yeah. I love him being out there. This is great. I mean, I love the conversation. I love what's happening. You know, what's weird right now is we're in such a bizarre time. I mean, this is a time in history that people are going to look back at. I'm fully convinced that we are at a precipice on many levels. So 
I don't even know what's going to come of this year upcoming, but I, he's saying a lot of things that are really important and need to be said. He's getting a lot of, uh, a lot of people are hearing that. Like every time I hear like a Nikki Haley speak or how she speaks about war and, and, oh, it's just so bad and so disturbing that they keep pushing yeah. this woman when I would certainly think wild. that most, no, it's the worst. This is, that's another thing psycho. we have to start getting together on is the anti-war thing. I was just talking to Jimmy Dore about uh, it. And it's like, okay, so January God. 6th worked. Hold on, Mel. Let me cut, let me cut yeah. you off and pick it up January 6th and Jimmy Dore so you don't forget. But I, I'm so happy to hear you say that because you, you were talking earlier about division and the big divide in, in sort of the sort of the truth movement is what, what you know, peace versus war, uh, you know, pro pro Palestine, pro Israel, you know, I mean, for me, it's a humanitarian thing. I'm anti-war. I think we need a ceasefire. But I was even afraid to ask you because I didn't know what your take on that. So I'm happy to hear oh, that, yeah. that, you're, that you're into oh, yeah. peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So continue it's on with piece. what you're saying. Sorry to cut well, you off. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I have a, no, no, it's good you're saying that because I, you know, you would think that I'm I'm not the same. First of all, I've changed so much. I, everyone should be going inside, taking a pen to paper old school and like journaling because I there's so much co cognitive warfare, the whole media, the whole internet. It's all, I did this whole show on this NATO document. I think I told, I've talked to you about it, Joseph. And uh, it's just they're really messing with our heads. This is like MK yep. Ultra on steroids. People don't really know what they think. They're kind of taking in like the social media and it really is messing people's brains up. It's hard to think. So for me, it's it's I need to take a step back whenever I'm asked anything. But, you know, my feeling about about the whole war thing, first of all, it's disgusting. And nobody wants this. Nobody wants any more innocent people to die in 2023 Babies, or 2024 kids. over over ridiculous nonsense. This is all all wars are bankers wars. I will say it till the end of the game till, till there's nothing left. You know who wins every war? Whoever Hallelujah. rebuilds that country. And, and the truth of the matter is, what is going on in Ukraine? What is going on in Israel? And what's about to, what they're going to try to pull off in Taiwan is the same globalist billionaire oligarchy that have captured yep. America and the rest of the world. They don't care how, the more people that die, the better to this group, to that they can control the global governance, as you talked about the mm -hmm. technocracy that they want. But the one thing that I do, I do think is important too, is what you were saying before. There's like a left and right paradigm. And if you don't, it's like a zero sum game going on. If you don't agree with the, with the Trump people, a hundred percent on right. everything. I'm not into you. it. If you don't uh, thank agree you for saying, with. Yo, I'm so glad yeah. you're saying that because we, we were just hanging out together in Arizona at that big, I forget even what it's called, Americana event. I forgot what it was called already. It was held by Charlie Kirk. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it, it, I, I did not like that aspect of it. That it, it felt like this sort of click and ego thing forming around it. That it's like, if you're not behind Trump, you're not in with us. And it's like, well, you know, I got my issues with Trump. I'm not. I don't. You know, I, I like RFK Jr. Except for what he's saying about Israel Palestine. I, I think Vivek is interesting. I, you know, um, so I don't really know where I'm at with it right now. Right. And, and I don't I like that this sort we, of cult yeah. of personality and ego fest is starting to manifest because it, it, what happens is pride comes before the fall and with power, you know, comes corruption. And so then the so-called truth movement is going to become as corrupt as anything else. 
Yeah. And also it's like mission over ego. What do we, I honestly believe it, it, the 2024 election, either we remain America and go forward as the United States of America with our borders and our country and our future secure as a nation state, or we join agenda 2030 for good. And we are a global cog and a globalist wheel that has very little power to our own nation. I mean, uh, all you have to do is go on the white house website, look at September, 2023, Biden Harris put out their, their halfway to 20 agenda 2030 commitment they list all of the 17 sustainable development goals about three trillion dollars of our money uh that they are allocating to global funds worldwide that is what they are they that is what they are messaging for their next term is a global entity and a full shift to globalism and i don't want that i think it's better that all nation states become the best states that they can be they have fair elections the people run them they have their they have they, and then we forget the UN. It's all fake, that globalism. We have global cooperation. We have a, a new deal for the future for the world where every nation is cooperating. That's how you also end the war. All this not it's all it's all financial, first of all. But uh, the one thing that you're saying is really important, because for me, I have to really watch myself, which I don't, which is why I was kicked off of everything and still remain uh, off of YouTube for three and a half years. But it's because I want I there's some things I want Trump to answer. I mean, as right. much as I think that Thank he's you. the answer in a lot of ways. In what about the vaccine? Circles, if I, yeah. In certain, certain circles, if I say that, it's like, oh, how could you say that? How and I'm like, you. listen, I know I just want. And as far as you're saying, Trump, about the vaccine, I just want to know exactly what happened in, from his point of view. You know, right. he, he does make vaccines. And I'm sure he thought Anthony Fauci and Burks were honest and good to him and weren't against him. I'm I'm sure he he was misled in many ways. But just say it. You know, because he does have a plan, an anti-war plan that I like. And I honestly believe, honestly, and you're a big anti-war person, too, and whatever anyone thinks, um, none of these nations, especially the BRICS nations, will at all meet with the Biden regime going forward. They will not negotiate with them. They will not meet with them. We just had China make uh, have discussed their new friendship with North Korea. So we got Iran, North Korea, Russia, India, China, Saudi Arabia, all these countries joining together. And you know what they hate? They hate the Biden regime. And what we do, what they do like and what they do want, and a lot of these leaders are saying this, that they would still ta- sit down with Trump. So the, and mm-hmm. Trump's very much out there, like he wants to end these wars. He put out, like he wants to really exist Examine what NATO is, which I believe it's the one world military. He wants to, he was pulling out of UNESCO, pulling out of the WHO, has to pull out of the UN. So right now, I just feel like we're going into either globalism or nation state and remaining America a sovereign nation. And, and that's really what's going on. And the big thing is avoiding World War III. And I don't hear any of these candidates, except for maybe Vivek, no. uh, talking Cornell about West. Ending- nope. Cornell War. West is the only one that's uh, actively saying ceasefire. Even Vivek, you, you brought up Jimmy Dore. He was on Jimmy Dore, and Jimmy Dore was uh, calling him out to task. And he, you know, skirted around it. You know, I'm I'm for the U.S. I'm, you know, I'm not running for president of Israel. But he wouldn't say ceasefire. Um, well, so Cornell West remains the lone candidate that is calling for ceasefire at this point. I have a question for you, though, Joseph, and I've seen this and I'm curious. Who do you think you're asking a ceasefire from? Like when you guys oh, are yeah. all well, saying that's... you want a ceasefire, who who are you asking? Because I, I don't believe well, what's going on in Israel has anything to do with Israel or Palestine or the Jews or the Muslims. I, 
I honestly I mean, believe that I, they I could want answer that, that question land. directly. Just saying, just saying, I want Israel to stop dropping bombs on Gaza and Palestine and and the kids there. It, to me, it's a humanitarian thing. My friends say, well, they have to do it. They got to get Hamas. I'm I see no, eight thousand no, no. dead kids, and I'm like, stop this right now. So that so just to answer bluntly, I want Israel to stop dropping bombs on Gaza and Palestine. But I mean, what what do you think is the underneath? What do you think's going on underneath all this? Yeah. Thing? I don't think that I think it's still this the great resetter globalist billionaire oligarch right. is funding that entire no, situation uh, and, and asking the Israelis for a ceasefire. They have no power. I, certainly the Biden regime has zero power. I don't think the Israeli military or the Palestinians. Honestly, I saw both Netanyahu and Abbas met with G multiple times. And if you look at the Belt and Road Initiative on a map and you see that how it goes and what it looks like in Eurasia, I think they want that piece of land. Okay. So, so it's yeah, a different take than a lot of people, yeah, of course, but of I course, think that yeah. this is much bigger and it's got very little. And remember the CCP is very much involved in the great reset because the, the, the Davos crew, and which is ridiculous because you know what I, I keep saying, you know, that old Trump thing, they're not after me, they're after you. And, and, you know, I'm in the way. No, they're not after America. They want the world and America's in the way. And once they can mm -hmm. remove America yeah. from the chessboard, they can, they can do the whole technocracy, the technology, totalitarian for the whole world. But the CCP is at the very top of all of this, but the Davos billionaire crew and their international banking cartel, I guess, think that, you know, once they get rid of America, then they'll all get along and the Muslim Brotherhood and the CCP and the Davos crew, they'll all run the world together. No, that's not what's going to happen. But I'm telling you, I think that it's about that land and the port that they want to build at Gaza. And I think that yeah. they'll they'll flatten the entire thing before uh, they'll stop doing it. And that's why I say when the people are marching for ceasefire, yeah, we want all that. But who's really who's behind it, really? Because if the money stopped, it would stop. And it's not our money because America's broke. So don't tell me that we're the ones paying for that. It, it's really right. this globalist billionaire oligarchy. And frankly, I think they need that Eurasian landmass right there. It is it, where that where it is on the map. If you look at the, the Belt and Road Initiative. They need a port right there where that Gaza yep. strip is. That's my and opinion. a canal. They're going to make another canal, right. something like that. Yeah. Hey, so Ruckus, what do you think? What's your take on all this? Again, Mel K. Mic yeah. drops. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, no, the, the say hello. This is what the quote unquote new world order looks like. And uh, we're we're really we're really there. It's, it's very shocking that this is taking place in my lifetime. That's really how I feel about it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's no there's no stopping it at that point on that level unless we all globally come together and, and have some sort of giant. I don't know, coming to God moment, I suppose, at this point. Um, I don't want to be too black pill about it. But yeah, um, 2024 is definitely shaping up to be a, a rocky road. I do have a quick question because we're almost out of time, Mel. Do you think this is the year we'll see the Project Bluebeam aliens or anything like that? I think they're already trying. But um, yeah, I mean, I think we'd welcome them at this point. They'd be like, show us your leader. And we'd be like, gladly, you know, they're down there <laughs> Like so, at this point. No, but I really I, I feel like they're pushing it so far that I have friends that are black, that are, you know, escaped communism, that are, you know, uh, you know, 
they came to America and they became legal the right way. Like they, they all are saying the same things. Asia, my right. Asian friends, they're all pissed off too. You know, it's just everyone. What we need is a movement. We need to shed the fear that they created from January 6th. And we need to have big uh, uprisings like we did in Vietnam and even at Iraq and get down there and say enough's enough. We're not, not in our name. We, the people of the United States, not in our name. Enough's enough. This isn't going to go on anymore. We're not going to play along. You and your UN World Economic Forum, you guys can go live in Davos or Switzerland, but we're going to keep America because the truth about America right now is, you know what? One thing we can all agree on is freedom. And that is what they want to take away on a massive scale, not just the central bank digital currency, but the vaccine passports and the and the, all of the digital track and trace surveillance they're putting in. I mean, Joe Biden in the in the Infrastructure Act, they have so much in there about biometric data and tracing and tracking everything we do online in our cars. Every, forget it. That's not America. And uh, the American people need to get together and stand for freedom. We can argue about abortion and and, you know, what's right and wrong on as much as we want after we secure our freedom. But while we while we are threatened of losing our freedom and joining some kind of world cult, uh, I think we should probably stand first to save our country and then we can deal with things that we can deal with. Yeah, America will defend its freedom unless it's financially desperate, unless there's an economic collapse and then unless and unless they're getting offered a way out of that through accepting central bank digital currency and, and the, oh it just so happens to also be a vaccine passport i mean that's the that's the way they're going to do it i think i mean you know what i mean that's that's the scary part uh oh we're at almost out of time do you think that's true mel well, I think what we have to do now is really start being realistic about bartering. Go watch uh, Walking Dead again. Look at how they put together their communities, you know. Uh, start thinking about oh, knowing no. your neighbors again, having neighborhood yeah. watches. Having you got to get out there and you got to find other ways, decentralize everywhere you can and uh, and make your friends and family do that and be fearless in telling the truth and find common ground wherever you can and just, you know, Let's save our freedom and get rid of all these criminals. They're all criminals. And let's uh, let's shake out the pot and uh, figure out what America is going to look like going forward, because I don't want it to be global. No, neither do I. Thanks for coming on, Mel K. Tell everyone where to find you in the Mel K. Show. Okay. Uh, well, the Mel K show, our main hub is Rumble, but we are everywhere that there are free speech podcasts uh, all over audio and uh, and on the Internet and the Mel K show dot com. And for anything I'm talking about, I have a really useful uh, free resource page on the Mel K show dot com. Go to resources and you can look up basically anything. Find your purpose, find your passion, become an expert in one thing that's bothering you and then become the Paul Revere wherever you are in your sphere. And uh, we can turn this country around. But knowledge is power. So I hope everyone I'll go check out the Mel K Show resource page and find your cause. That's good advice. You got to find your purpose, especially these days. Ruckus, thanks for coming on as well. Tell everyone a great quote and where to find you. Uh, right here on today's News Talk TNT. We need your help, folks. Like, share everything because a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. So keep speaking the truth. We got to go. The truth. Thanks, Joseph. Keep listening to TNT. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back.